Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Bald Guy Investing Podcast with your host, Jeff Brown, and our guest, David Schaefer. Welcome, everybody. This is Jeff Brown, better known around the country as the Bald Guy. Today, we're going to be talking with one of my elite experts, David Schaefer. He's an expert in EIULs, which is an equity-indexed universal life insurance policy geared toward tax-free income in retirement. Welcome, David. Thanks a lot, and good to be here. You know, Jeff, I'm going to have to get myself a cool little moniker like you, too, so I'll have to think about that. Well, one of them would be Soccer Dad. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. So let's just dive right in. We talk about EIULs all the time, but one thing that we need to touch on is how old should I be before I purchase an EIUL? Well, for me, it's not really age. It's about when you've established yourself economically. In other words, when you have put aside enough money for an emergency fund and you have consistent income coming in through a career or job or whatever it is you've chosen to do, when you have that type of confidence that the income is going to continue to come in and that you've been able to put some money aside for security, then you should start thinking about it because we can set it up with any amount on a monthly basis that you want. And so you don't need any money at all to get these things started. You just need to make a commitment of a monthly amount and off you go. And so it's really easy to get started, but you also want to have kind of the basics behind you too. Makes a lot of sense. What happens when you get a little bit older, just on the mechanics of qualifying? Is that basically just, are you in good health, et cetera? Yes. Um, you know, as you age up, we all have the little things that get us and eventually they'll nick you on the underwriting. But the way I structure these, I can account for that too. So it doesn't really matter unless you get a real serious medical issue as far as that is. Of course, we'd all like to, uh, to get the best rating we can. And so, generally speaking, younger people are more attuned to getting that from the underwriting than uh, middle age or later folks. So, but ultimately, it doesn't really matter from an underwriting standpoint as long as you're in relatively good health. Does the cliche about insurance and all that, uh, that women usually get a slightly better bang for the buck when it comes to insurance, still hold? Well, uh, with what I do and the way I structure it, because I'm decreasing the death benefit as as low as the IRS rules will allow it, doesn't really matter. Now, they do have differing life expectations, and so that does make the numbers change a little bit. It just means basically for the amount of premium, they're going to buy a little more, more insurance. That's just kind of the way the numbers work out. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because you're both going to end up, both a male and female, would end up with the same amount of cash value. It's just it works a little bit differently because of the different mortality tables. Gotcha. Before we started talking here today, you and I were talking about that this is the longest bull market we've seen. And at some point, no matter how good the economy may be this year and the following years because of different tax things happening, et cetera, et cetera, real life is going to intrude because the market can't infinitely go up. If somebody thinks the market's going to go down soon, what should they do as far as getting their EIUL started? Should they wait? One of the beautiful things about EIULs is that you don't have to time the market because you're not taking any negative numbers. So if you get started and the market goes down a couple of months down the line, it doesn't really matter because you're going to get, even if it lasts for the entire year and doesn't go above where you start, it's going to get a zero. You're not going to share in those negative numbers. 
And uh, in fact, to be honest with you, the way the market works is when they have those downdrafts are usually pretty dramatic. And so it'll go down in a very short period of time. And it'll kind of take its time going back up. And so those of us in EIULs love it because we don't share in those big downdrafts. And then we get several years of it going back up just to get back to where other people are, are at zero. And we're just going more and more positive as it goes up. And so if anything, I tell people, well, you want to be involved before the downdraft and not wait after it because you don't get hurt and you can gain quite a bit by it. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, uh, I know how to make the sound of crickets happen on the other end of the phone when I'm talking to people about the EIUL, Dave. And that's when they, they ask me for experience with downturns in the, in the stock market and EIUL policyholders. And I tell them very simply, yeah, when people were losing 35 to 50% in 2008, my people made 2%. Yep. And you can't fake that. It either happened or it didn't. Nope. And we've talked in earlier podcasts about it, but it, both mathematically and psychologically, it's incredibly important for folks to, to have that as part of their portfolio because there's nothing worse psychologically to, to have all your money out there in the market and seeing the market just get hammered you know, over a short period of time. Those 30 40% downdrafts just destroys you psychologically, and it makes you unable to really think rationally about what to do with your own money. And so by having a significant portion of your money involved in both real estate and EIULs where you don't have to worry about those big downdrafts, it's a, it does a psychological uh, band-aid on you and you don't have to worry about those type of uh, issues and uh, you just carry on with your life. When you look at the, uh, the Dalbar information on what people actually get that are involved in the equities markets, and they're always way below what the actual mutual funds get. That's the reasons because psychologically, we're just our brains are attuned to uh, to making the pain stop, and so that means selling at the worst time. So, well, if you've said at many of my live events, which really kind of stopped the show because it was so concrete, was that people get into that cycle, and without knowing it, they end up buying high and selling low. That's absolutely right. And, you know, that's what the Dalbar numbers show. And, you know, it's easy to blame people, which is what the stockbrokers and mutual fund salespeople like to do. Oh, well, you aren't listening to me. But the truth is, that's the way our brains are hardwired and, you know, make the pain stop. <laughs> you know, and then when things are going great, it's like, I want to get on the gravy train. And so you end up buying high and selling low. Exactly. Now, I get asked this question all the time, and I love your answer. Why does owning real estate and an EIUL makes sense? Well, several reasons. I mean, first of all, when you get into retirement and having income coming in, you want to have multiple strategies because not every strategy is going to be working as well as the other one. And so that enables you to switch off from one strategy to another or to take more money or less money from one strategy when it's not doing well uh, or to take none at all from, from one if the other one's doing great. And so I think it's critically important that you have multiple strategies to employ. And also, the truth is, within an EIUL, uh, as you get up there, you have significant cash value inside of that that you can you can get that, and you can get at without penalties and without having to pay taxes and things like that. So, if you own real estate and you need money, maybe you had a bad tenant and they destroyed your place, and you need a quick ten grand to put it back together again, so you get it rented out again. Well, the easiest place to get that is just to go get it within your EIUL because there's not going to be penalties or any income tax or anything, uh, any charges like that. And um, 
and then you can choose to put it back into your EOL when you're ready, you know? And so uh, when you need those quick caches, or maybe you found a great real estate buy and you need some, you know, a little more money to get that down payment, take it out of EIUL. It just seems to kind of work well with each other and that tax avoidance and avoidance of penalties and having stores of cash available to you seem to fit well with real estate investing. And what happens if they do that? What if they take out, say, $50,000 and their their use of it is over? Maybe it was because of an opportunity and now they made a profit and they want to put that 50 back or maybe the 50 and the profit back. Can they do that? Yes. They take it out as a loan against the policy. They can put it right back as soon as they can, as soon as they want to. And any additional funds, they can go ahead and put that in there. And that would be dependent upon, you know, how much extra room they have in there with the IRS rules, because I always try to put a little bit extra room in there above and beyond what the normal uh, premium is. But sometimes, uh, depending on what year they're at or what they've been doing, they might be running a little tight in that. But you can always put the loan money back in, you know, immediately. You might have to spread out the profits over a period of time. So, Okay, now here's my dumb question of the day that we'll end with. Is this the year the stock market crashes down? Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we are in the longest bull market of history. Now, you mentioned in our lifetimes, but the truth is it's in the entire recorded history of the stock market. We have not had this many consecutive positive years. And so one would have to say that we're at the end of the bull market and that it will turn at some point. Unfortunately, my crystal ball, as you like to put it, is still in the repair shop. And so I have no clue when that's going to happen. And I will say this, the odds of it happening sooner rather than later keep going up <laughs> each year. And so it will happen. And also, no one knows what's going to cause it to do that. I mean, when you look at the history of market swoons, I mean, a wide variety of things can possibly happen, especially nowadays when with all the technical trading and things like that and computers, you can have a, a total blowout just based on the computer saying, uh-oh, and throwing out sell signals there for a few hours, and you can have a significant drop in the, in the stock market. So uh, to me, the risk is extremely high, but if you're trying to nail me into when, I have no clue. Yeah. And, and what I tell people is, look, at we're entering the 10th year of a five to seven year cycle. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, exactly right. Well, thanks so much, Dave. Again, you've knocked it out of the park and it's uh, cleared up a lot of things. Thank you so much. No problem. And uh, you enjoy your good weather out there in San Diego and I'm enjoying a snowstorm and then frigid weather after that. Man, I'm so happy to be in San Diego. Listeners, thanks so much for being with us today and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Bald Guy Investing Podcast with Jeff Brown and our guest, David Schaefer.